Good morning from the backwoods. It's good to be with you once again. It is Friday, so bright and early. We are coming at you with another episode. We are glad to be here. We are charged up. We are fed up. And we got our Bibles open and ready to have another great discussion here with you. And today I'm excited because I don't just have two friends here around the table with me. I have three friends. My friends are growing incredibly, and it's a blessing to have another just tremendous friend, another preacher uh, here from the state of Maine. And I'll just let him introduce himself real quick and where he pastors here in Maine. Yes, uh, this is uh, Matthew Jones. I am the pastor of the Bryant Pond Baptist Church up in the western Maine mountains, town of Bryant Pond. I'm so happy to be with you today. The metropolis. Yes. The metropolis. Yes. Bryant Pond. Yeah. Wicked busy area. <laughs> yeah. Brother Jones is a tremendous friend, and I'm so glad that he could be here with us today. And He's going to be able to add much to our discussion, and I'm just grateful. Of course, I've got my other friends, uh, the two normals, Josh. Well, I don't know how glad, normal. Glad how just, normal? No. The normals. The can I normals. retract? Can that be edited by the executive producer? Can that be taken out? But no. No, we're going to leave it. You need to tell us about your, uh, your lordship. Yes. <laughs> tell us about your we lordship. We now have a new title amongst us. So yeah. go ahead, Josh. Uh, forgive me, my lord. Please. <laughs> so... Apparently, um, things are different now. I am now knighted. I am now knighted a, with a K, correct? A, yes. Yeah. I have been officially knighted by the Queen. So I am Sir or Lord or Most Holy High Master, whatever you guys refer to. Did you find out what she was the Queen of in particular? She was the Queen of. Of. Because this um, was in Kentucky. No, this was in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> so she's not the Queen of England. Okay. <laughs> She's the queen of medieval times. Okay. So I got to watch a show, and the family I was with paid money to have me get knighted. And, I mean, we're talking six-year-olds. Seven, Alongside. Seven-year-olds. They're all getting knighted. Look at this. Because they call them by name. Right. Oh, it's Jimmy so-and-so's birthday. He's turned six today. So he comes down to get knighted. And then my name was said. And you got a you got a certificate to verify. I got a certificate to verify. I am. I'm going to hang it up beside my diploma. So this queen, she could be tied in with the mob if this is New Jersey. Very well. Yes. Right. You could really be into something good. I'm into something. Yeah. Yeah. So I am now officially knighted. I I got a sword. Actually, I got an actual real sword. Oh boy, man! It's all going to go to his head. I know it. Yeah. It's absolutely well, Sir Lovelace. We're we're. We're glad that you walk among the you amongst walk the amongst serfs. the peasants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's let's try to make sure we address him properly as sure. well. You need to. Now we have Titles to hurry. Did, did you say he had a fox hunt when he was that's true. here? Okay. No, that's tomorrow. 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 Sorry. When we hear the call to horse, yes. then, <laughs> <laughs> then he's going to have to go. But I have a couple of people who requested yeah, expecting an audience a, with me today. So. Oh, expecting a horse and feffa ship. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget your pantaloons when you go. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, I hate all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we've got that all out of the way, yes. Well, just lots of cool personal things going. Uh, Brother Chad has a brand new son, which I just saw for the first time today. So congratulations to Chad. And right at the end of this 
uh, discussion. Brother Matt is going to be going. His daughter is with child, and so he is going to find out here in just a few minutes whether he has a grandson or a granddaughter on the way. So nice. congratulations, yes. Brother yes. Matt. Yes. That is exciting. It Wonderful. Is. What's going on with you, Brother Wiley? Uh, we're getting a new cat. Okay, uh, great. <laughs> that's great. Congratulations. Yes, uh, our cats, we lost both of our cats this winter, so oh, uh, we are getting a new cat. Because we do have laying hens, which do attract mice, and so we need, we need a cat with sharp claws on mm. our farm, so we're looking forward to that. And a lot of big changes going on right now. Yeah, yeah. huge. Certainly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, none of you guys are knights, so I mean, <laughs> <It's true. yeah. laughs> I'm surprised you even care what's even going on in our lives. Well, since I, you're so I far tried above to us. lower myself down, you know. <laughs> well, maybe we should talk about something fruitful uh, as opposed to what we've been talking about. But uh, <laughs> we are um, getting more input and questions I know that I have about our discussion about the sons of God. So as the old preacher used to say, when you find the right tree, shake it till nothing else falls out of it. And so uh, he, I, mean, I guess we need to keep shaking, got, always, shaking yes. the tree. <laughs> well, my father-in-law is from Kentucky and he has endless, um, yeah, I love it. endless metaphors or what would they be? <laughs> and so uh, lots of great expressions. So but just as a follow-up, this might be a little bit shorter uh, podcast for you today, but we've referenced it several times about the sons of God, and so we thought it'd be good to discuss it today, and that is the very first command given to man um, after his creation, and the very first command given was, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and that is Genesis chapter number one. And boy, I'm looking up quickly to find verse the number 28. 28. Mm-hmm. So Genesis 1:28. Um, I was raised always hearing that that meant just to fill the earth, that they were commanded to just have babies, and their babies were to fill the earth, and um, so. Uh, our discussion today, going along with the sons of God, um, we're going to talk about what that means. So who wants to take us away? I guess Chad is our organizer, so... Well, we want to come to the scriptures and use the same interpretive principles, right? So we want to use the First Corinthians 2 principle, which is comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So that would be a good place to start. So we would want to look at in order to understand God's mind on the word replenish, how does God use that word elsewhere in his scriptures? So how is it that replenish? Anybody want to grab and look at another use of the word replenish? Uh, Josh, I know you've got a well, list in front besi- of you. Besides the other, besides the... Well, the just the word replenish is used twice, but replenish with a, a suffix ed, replenished... So with replenish and the past tense replenished is used uh, seven times. That's what I have. And um, so would you like me to go to well, the let's last? Just, just pick one. Work? I would just pick one. Okay. I mean, because we're going to notice that well, there's, how about this? there's a broad range of usage. Yes. So there's used seven times in uh, one, two, three, four books of Scripture. All of the books have it at least twice except for one, and it's Jeremiah. So I'll go to Jeremiah's okay. usage. 
the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse number 25, For I have satiated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. So that is Jeremiah 31, verse number 25. Okay. So if 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 he's if he satiated a weary soul, mm-hmm. okay, that soul has become weary. So what is he doing for that soul? And and you know, if we're just looking at that simply, the Lord is doing what? Satiate uh, root word would be satisfy. Yeah. Right? Oh, you're satisfy. Oh, okay. I right? thought you were just having. I didn't realize you were actually asking the question. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just going to start preaching there for no, a moment. No. No. Nope. But yes, you're exactly right. He satisfied. He satiated the weary soul. So the soul was at one time not weary. Not weary. Now it is weary. I have replenished every sorrowful soul. Okay. So there was a soul that a soul that once was not was sorrowful. not sorrowful. Brought back joy. So, yeah, brought back joy. Yes. Yeah, right. So I had joy. I am now sorrowful. The Bible says God says I have replenished. Every sorrowful soul. Yeah. So the brought soul back that joy. brought back, yes. So it means to be brought back. It means to um, refilled. So restored. Restored. Uh, what was um, to a previous? Well, here's here's a Bible word: redeem. And we always know when we the quick definition of redeem is bought back. Mm-hmm. So bought back, re-bought. Yeah. So. Um, again, with the re suffix or prefix, prefix right. sorry, with the re prefix, you're going to it's it's a it's a happening again to return to restore. So anyway, so just speaking grammatically, grammatically, yes, to re anything does not mean for the first time, right. I mean, well, that's, a that's, good way. A, that's grammatically impossible. To re-enter a room means you've been in that room before. Correct. To remodel your house, hmm. right? So to replenish grammatically cannot mean for the first time. Well, here's... Can I, can I bring up two scriptures that... So you mentioned Jeremiah, one, okay. usage. one usage. The other two books other than Genesis are Isaiah and Ezekiel. Yes. And in Isaiah and in Ezekiel, there are references to ships that replenish when they come into yes. port, right? So this would be Isaiah 23.2, which says, Be still, ye inhabitants of the isle, thou whom the merchants of Zidon that pass over the sea have replenished. Okay, and then also Ezekiel 25, 27.25, The ships of Tarshish did sing of thee in thy market, and thou wast replenished and made very glorious in the midst of the sea. So there's this idea of being empty, you know, not having the supply that you that once they had. Once had, and then these ships come and they replenish, bring, uh, uh, fill up the store again um, in these port cities or isles. So those are, for me, I like to look at those plain, simple, easy to understand usages, interpret and then interpret the unclear by the clear. So I'm going to step back. I think that, I mean, we, again, we look at any word. The other two, oh, I'm sorry. Recycle. You know, what does that mean? It means to use again, to Mm. when you, uh, of course, I don't know if it's as much today, but growing up, you know, we would understand watching television, the term rerun, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we know this isn't the first time that this show has been on. This is they're playing it again. So, um, you know, we have the biblical precedent. We also have an English Bible. So, just using simple English grammar is going to be able to help us. Mm-hmm. If this command to the man and the woman uh, that their offspring is the first time the earth is, then the word replenish would not be used. So, okay. So then let's go to, we, we've used examples that are outside of Genesis. And now if we go to examples in Genesis, we've got two. Mm-hmm. So what is Genesis 9? How does Genesis 9 use it, Brother, Brother Matt? And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. That's Genesis 9-1. That obviously is, is speaking after the flood. Uh, all of humanity has been wiped out with the exception of the eight on the, on the boat. And uh, God said, refill the earth, replenish mm. the earth. Pretty clear. And no one, I don't know of anyone that denies... That's what that replenish means right there. Yeah. Genesis 9-1, that that's what it means. Yeah. Nobody denies that, okay, they are to replenish the earth with men. That's what they were to do. But where all the denial comes is where we go to the Genesis 1 usage. Some, some, for some reason, that word replenish means something different. Well, and here's what weakens even the argument of it meaning something different, is the exact, not just the word replenish. right. But the whole phrase, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. It's word for word. Word for word, the same same thing. Same command. Which is interesting because just the day prior in Genesis 1, you have the sixth day. You know, God says, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. He tells that to man. The fifth day, he tells the fish to be fruitful and multiply and fill. He didn't say replenish. He tells them to fill. And again, my the way my simple mind works, if replenish in Genesis one twenty eight can mean fill, well, why doesn't it say fill? Because it says it in one twenty two. Very good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And, and so. Okay, so then, so then what is the implication? Okay. Yeah. If he says fill... In, is that verse 24 or verse 22? Okay, so in verse 22, he says, fill. And then, which would be for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, if you need to fill your glass with water. Right. But then if he says, refill in verse 28, right? So what's an implication of that? It once was, and now it's missing. Okay. So the fish, as he's describing them in verse 22... That is something new. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They weren't, no, nothing was there before. Mm-hmm. But that's not what was told to man in verse 28. Okay. Something was there before for man to be told to replenish. Okay. Something else was once there. But also, man needed the ability to be able to mm-hmm. replenish what there was. You know, he didn't give that command to any other part of the creation, only. The True. man and the woman could replenish. Yep. And and what was the purpose? So the purpose in their replenishing and, and filling the earth again, man was made in God's image and likeness. That's right. Right? He's given a command 
to have dominion. He's created to have dominion over the earth. So you have beings that are created to be on the earth. They have the image and likeness of God, and they are to uh, to fill the earth with image bearers of Which, God. There's this phrase in Scripture that will define an image bearer. They're called the sons of God. So Adam is called the son of God, Luke chapter 3. He is supposed to be the image bearer of God. He's made in his likeness, 126, Genesis 126, in his image. He is to replenish the earth with sons of God. Am I right in my thinking? Sure. Okay. Yes. So. Is, and we've already established, and, I, and again, the reason I ask these questions is perhaps we have a brand new listener that this is their first episode they're listening to. Um, how are, how is Adam and Eve able to replenish sons of God? How are they able to do that? Well, because there, there's no sin, right? Adam is called a, the son of right. God. Right, that's the point that I'm right. making is right. that Adam is called a son of God in Luke 3, the very last verse, I think it's verse 37 or 38 of Luke 3, where he is called the Son of God. So my second question, I always ask questions and then I answer them biblically. That's how I study. Okay, let's go back to Genesis 9. What is the obvious need? Why, why does man need to be replenished after the flood? Why? Because why? there's none left. Right. Okay. I know <laughs> Save that's, eight. Save eight. Right. I yeah. know that's the obvious... Okay, so in Luke, Luke, in Genesis 9, Noah and his sons are commanded to replenish the earth because the earth has just seen judgment. Right, mm. right. So they are to replenish the earth with that which has been judged, and that is men. Okay, well, in Genesis 1.28, do we have a similar situation where the earth has seen judgment? Well, I think we've made arguments in previous podcasts that the earth has seen judgment. Yes. That the heavens and the earth were filled with water because uh, that is where the, the firmament creates that division, right? Between, uh, or there's a firmament place between the waters, right? That create that division between heaven and earth. Um, Which is the only day the Bible says that God did not call And you know, I really right. wanted to commend you about that, Brother Joseph. I never saw that before. I, mm. I never realized that before until you brought that up. And every day is good, but day two, right? Which would be Tuesday, <laughs> right. because you think Tuesdays be are kind of rough sometimes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> that firmament is a division, yeah. and you see that it's God's will to remove the division between Himself and man. Mm. Is to remove that, and we can see all the way in the Book of Revelation, the tabernacle of God is among men. Once it, that, that division, you know, the greatness of the veil being rent yes. into the division between God and man. And so that firmament that I've heard it defined as the word expanse, yeah, yeah. you know, it makes me think of Abraham speaking to the rich man. There's a great gulf, gulf be- fixed that's right. yeah. between us. And that is not God's. We see God's plan was to commune with man in the cool of the morning, like he did with, with Adam, uh, that that is his desire. I was just reading in my Bible reading this week and at the death of Moses where it talked about 
where God, it, it, it says God came to meet with him face, face to face. To face yeah. That is God's design and order for man. So this expanse, this division, this divide in between, uh, I appreciate you bringing that out, Brother Josh. I'd never, never noticed that before, that, um, that the, the, the fact that that was made, the fact that that was created tells you that it was not formally there. I know that sounds very simplistic. Yeah, yeah. But um, a division between so we're we're trying to figure out who or what was judged for God to tell Adam to replenish, and are we coming to the conclusion that not to the conclusion, but getting to the formulating the thought that the firmament of Genesis one uh, second day is associated with that judgment. I think the judgment, and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but the the judgment is a judgment of water, hmm. right? Yeah, we saw that in, I right. think it was it Peter? Right. Yeah. The firmament that is created uh, is a division between heaven and earth. I mean, we know that that division, there's a crystal sea that's spoken of in Revelation, and then in Revelation 21, the Bible says, and there is no more sea, so that sea is removed. So it creates a division between heaven and earth. And the question is, why would there need to be a division between heaven and earth before man is created? Hmm. Is there something that's on the earth? Take it away, brother. Why there's there's <laughs> sin upon the earth before, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, all of these references that we read about in Revelation twenty one specifically that we just use and appropriate for the church, which I don't believe has anything at all to do with the church. Um, at every funeral of a child of God, a son of God, you will hear the words read, and God shall wipe all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more. Um, you know, that's not speaking to the church, that's speaking to the nation of Israel and how he is going to end their mourning. You know, the psalmist said, you've turned my mourning into dancing, Lord, and and behold, the, the point that I'm making is he makes a statement, behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. God is going to restore everything back to the way he had originally designed and the Bible says that God is going to be among on the earth. You know, the children of Israel have been praying for this. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we say those words all the time and don't have a clue even what they mean. The Bible says in Zechariah's prophecy, it says in Revelation, that he is going to dwell. He is, there is no more division. That's why there's, there is no more sea. Um, there's no more division. Actually, God is bringing heaven to earth, mm-hmm. and his tabernacle is going to be upon the earth. Which, if you study the word Emmanuel, there's a reason why. Right. Yeah. God with us. Mm-hmm. And see, that's one we of the... We always associate that with Christmas. And um, But if you study out that word in Scripture, I think it's used three times. And Matthew is quoting Isaiah's. Mm-hmm. I think it's Isaiah 7. But if you go to Isaiah 8, where it's used again, and it's clearly in context of the kingdom. Right. When God is with us. So, Well, um, that is the struggle of the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. That is the struggle, is 
is God among us or not? That is, remember, when he led them through the wilderness, he always had a physical manifestation of his presence. 24 hours a day, they could look out their tent flap and, and see the physical yeah. manifestation of his presence. Uh, remember at the temptation of Christ, um, when Christ said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He was quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, which uh, in Deuteronomy, it is referencing uh, Exodus chapter, uh, I think it's eight, 18 or 17. This is what he's referencing. Um, he mentions a place called Meribah in Deuteronomy, and those events are given to us. And he's Exodus 17, verse 7. This is where Moses strikes the rock. And mm -hmm. the Bible says in verse 7, and he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? And the, those were the temptations of, of Satan. Do this and they'll believe that you are among them. And uh, the fact that the, the division is taken away, Zechariah 2 says that he shall be like a ring of fire around them in his kingdom. Um, that physical manifestation of his presence. I believe that's what Lucifer originally did upon the earth. When God's presence was upon the earth, Remember, we had the podcast of how he was fashioned and created. He magnified the glory of God. But because iniquity was found in him, God, I believe, from the earth removes his presence. That's why we have darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he judges. That's what the water, that's where the water comes from in Genesis 1-2. So there's multiple forms of judgment that's there right. that... There's judgment in that there's the lack of God's presence. That's why there's darkness. Uh, the water, the without form or void. And so I, I just believe if you look at the Word of God as a big picture, the Word of God ends the way it began, and God is restoring once again. There's that word re. So I believe the command to replenish the earth Adam being a son of God, according to Luke 3, that they were to replenish the earth with sons of God. Just as Noah was to replenish the earth with what was judged man, well, Adam was to replenish the earth with what, what was, was judged, judged sons of sons God. Of God. Yeah. We, are we not commanded to, are we, how many times, you know, we are now sons of God. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in 1 John... Now are, now we, are the we the sons, sons of God. God. How many times are we told to be fruitful? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are to reproduce. We, sons we are of to God. reproduce yeah. sons of God. We're in an age, right? That is where the focus has been shifted from the kingdom of heaven to the kingdom of God. Correct. So that being fruitful and multiplying is a spiritual. It's a spiritual kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom, and it's a spiritual command, mm -hmm. right? And and that's where <clears throat> we go back to our discussion on seed, right? Mm. Where uh, the seed is the Word of God, the Word of God is planted, and uh, Paul said uh, there's a planting and a watering, and God gives the increase. Mm -hmm. So there is, you know, there still is 
the fruitful multiply command, it does not mean, okay, Christian, 21 kids are bust, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it does mean... <laughs> It does mean spiritual reproduction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Is it wrong to biblically say that God intends for sons of God to multiply? No, it's been His no. will. It's right. always been His right. will. Right. Yeah. Right. Upon this earth, you right. know, that, that He has established uh, really as a center. It's a, definitely a focal point in the Scriptures is, our, is what's going on on earth um, as well. So I have a question. This is maybe a side, side light, Brother Wiley. But we, we have, I just think it's neat, and you can tell me what you think. You have, scripturally, you can argue for two different judgments by flood. But then there is a statement in the scriptures, and I can't re- recall where it is, where there is, the point is made that the, earth will, the Lord will not judge the earth with a flood, but the next time he judges the earth, it will be with fire. You recall where that's at? Is that in... Is that in First or Second Peter, where he speaks of that? Well, Second Peter three is when he talks about he shall melt the elements with a fervent heat. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the promise not to use water is used. Isn't that obviously Genesis? It's, it's I mean, Genesis, that's obviously it's a rainbow. Right. It's mentioned is, again in is it Isaiah fifty four where he talks about the waters of Noah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in Isaiah fifty, I'm just looking at my Bible here. I'm pretty confident it's fifty four, but it. Um, yes, Isaiah 54, he mentions that in, um, here's Isaiah 54, 9, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should not, should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. So that's, uh, Isaiah 54, uh, it's Second Peter Three, which boy, if you've ever studied Second Peter, it's mostly about judgment, uh, the judgments upon the earth. Second Peter chapter three and verse uh, ten. But the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Mm. Um, Happy is, Earth Day, by the way. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> is that today? Is that today? It was yesterday. Oh yesterday, man, yes. I missed it. Shoot, I gotta go plant a tree somewhere. <laughs> I usually, I usually burn a few I'm tires. Sorry, I'm Earth here. Day, I have to say something. No, I mean, we did get a bush moved. I don't know if that counts. It says but, happy Earth Day, by the way. Yeah. I just I was, think it's I was, busy, I was busy at the sawmill yesterday killing trees. Oh <laughs> man. I don't know if that's good. Uh, but yes. Um, and what's interesting is this study on the sons of God. Um, here we're talking about, you know, the beginning, so to speak, of the sons of God. And but there's more that the Bible speaks of about these same sons of God. And I find it interesting that the term sons of God, in reference to the angels that sinned, is not used in the New Testament. I believe it's to avoid confusion. Now are we? Notice that's a. In First John word. three, that's a dispensational word. That's right. Now, uh, we before we're not the sons of God, but now are we the sons of God? Meaning, someone else was before us hmm. is the way I grammatically take that verse. Now are we well before who was the sons of God? Uh, but God still has a plan for them, and we'll probably end our study whenever that is on the sons of God, where we've had some 
mentions about the angel blood that I mentioned a while ago, <laughs> and that will we'll, that's where the study progresses is to does, that yeah. final judgment. God is not finished judging these sons of God. They are held in chains, reserved for judgment, so he is not done judging them. But what we're talking about specifically today is the replenish. So what we're saying is, is if Adam and Eve were fruitful and multiplied before they fell, their offspring would have been sons of God. That's what Correct. we're saying. Yes. Correct. Right. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure we had consensus around the table here. I feel like there's uh, one of the things that we're working against or trying to dispel is the myth, use the word Casper, that spiritual things are like Casper, that, that they're, 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 they're immaterial, completely immaterial. Right. Um, yeah. Which it's hard to wrap our brain around it, but when you, when you come to passages like, ye shall die like men, or we were discussing earlier this morning that there was war in heaven, okay? So if, it's a, if spirits are a bunch of immaterial Caspers, if you will, then we know that, that you can't put a hand on Casper, right? You can't put a hand. It's, you know what I'm saying? No, no, and, also, saying yeah. and also, he can't die. Right. You guys know right. an awful lot Unless about Unless he gets sucked up so in a vacuum. Like in I used to read the comic books as a child. I, I, <laughs> that's about all I know about it. Yeah. And I saw Ghostbusters 1. <laughs> <laughs> Not number two. Right. Okay. <laughs> that dates us, Brother Matt. I guess. <laughs> We saw it when it originally came you out. Right? Originally I've always used <laughs> I've always out. used the word tangible. Yeah. yeah. So with, we uh, watched it when it originally came out, and it wasn't wasn't a rerun. Is right. that what you're saying? Correct. A rerun. Right. Correct. A reboot. Yes. A reboot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So so spiritual is also tangible. There's yeah, spiritual and, and there's physical, but they're both tangible. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. They're both material. After his resurrection, he had a glorified body, mm-hmm. and he was careful to say to his disciples, "Touch me." Right. right, and he also ate. Correct. He ate in their presence to show that that he that spiritual is not immaterial. Immaterial, which is yeah. weird to wrap our brains around. But, but at the same time, he uh, he appeared unto them. Just you know, came through the wall or however that works. So there is certainly yeah. There's this. There's and yeah. There's a tangible aspect to it, but there's also. Uh, um, Something more to it than it, it it's kind of mind boggling. Okay. No, the interesting thought though. Yeah, that's this good. is interesting thought because here's here's the question that we, we won't be able to answer until the Lord tells us, I think. But what is more tangible? This creation which is corrupting, right? Mm-hmm. Or so so what was more tangible? The wall or Jesus Christ? Yeah. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You, because our uh, minds yeah, go to the other that, way. That, right. Yes. Well, the wall was more tangible. Right. But the wall's in a corrupted world. Sure. That's yeah. that's falling away. That's falling away uh-huh. daily. Right. And Christ, yeah. Sure. Yeah. What's okay. more solid? What's yeah. more solid? If you can use that word. That's just the fun. He didn't go through the wall. The wall went through him. Well, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. This is the way my mind works. I'm, I want yeah, something he, simple. He, Give me yeah. simple. He yeah. didn't move. He moved the world towards him. That's right. Sure. <laughs> like, he's, or it was he's, nothing. He's it's kind of like do um, Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't do Chuck push-ups. Norris. He does earth downs. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> he doesn't make footprints in the sand. The sand actually surrenders. Surrenders to us. <laughs> that's right. Well, well, the rocks after would cry he gargles out. his peanut butter. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is that we both looked at each other at the same time and said Chuck yeah. Norris. Yeah. That's awful. It's terrible. How do, how do we wrap that up? Going from, well, okay. Is Chuck Norris a son of God? Yeah, well. <laughs> if he's born again. If he's, if he's born yeah. again. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Are he'll, we going to get sued? Or he'll we... have a prominent aspect in the kingdom, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll teach yeah. us all how to roundhouse. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't know how to roundhouse, just wait. In heaven, you'll learn. In heaven, you'll yeah. learn. Chuck Norris will teach you. Yeah. Well, wow, this is. This I think went, we were making this... the case that replenish. Yes. All right. A scriptural understanding of replenish by comparing scripture with scripture would lead you to conclude, uh, not grammatically and hermeneutically, right? right? Right. Would lead you to conclude that it means to fill again. And, and then you ask yourself the question, well, what else in the scripture informs our understanding of this? Lucifer's fall has to be placed somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the earth, you know, you know the, the, the darkness continually having to do with a removal of God's presence and judgment, you've got to answer for that. Um, there's all kinds of things, you know, that, that in the scripture that would help our understanding that. Yeah. There was something going on before Adam and Eve. Well, we need to wrap it up there. Brother Matt has a scheduled event he needs to go to, finding out uh, what the new grandbaby's going to yes. be. So I'm yes. excited yes. for him. Yes. Yeah. That's Amen. a blessing. Yes. So thank you, Brother Matt, for joining us oh, today. It was my pleasure. And, uh, hey, I know someone who will knight the the child so that was okay oh, there you go <laughs> yeah. he didn't offer that for my kid so. oh, man. well we just want to say farewell i know brother chad and matt and sir lord uh, lovelace would like to say farewell for now but we will see you again this next coming friday with another episode of backwards theology